Welcome to Gimme Some Truth. I'm Kevin Castro, your podcast producer, and your hosts are Clint Walkner, Nate Condon, and Jonathan Jordan of Walkner Condon Financial Advisors in Madison, Wisconsin. This podcast series is dedicated to illuminating some of the darkness around conflicts of interest and motivations in the financial planning industry, as well as current events and investment concepts. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to Give Me Some Truth. We have some exciting news today, and this is the uh, kind of podcast that uh, that we get amped up about because we are introducing a new member of our firm. Uh, Clint, tell the uh, tell the listeners what's going on at Walkner Condon. Well, uh, you know, it took us about six years to find our first financial advisor to add to our team, Jonathan Jordan, who's been a great fit so far, and then it took us like two months to find the next one. So, um, you know, it's... When uh, we were in a competitive situation, um, and we moved quickly, and so we had to make a decision fast, and we want to be proactive rather than reactive with our clients. So today, we're going to have a conversation with Mitch DeWitt, who is our new... I think I screwed up your last name, too. I, you know, Mitch DeWitt. Did I do that <laughs> I, em- I emphasize the D a little stronger than, <laughs> than I most. Like it. I like it. I like it. So, um, so we are going to introduce him, have a conversation with him, talk to him about some specialties that he has, and uh, introduce him to the team. John, why don't you uh, kind of weigh in a little bit? You have some, some uh, history w- with Mitch that um, Clint and I did not have, so why don't you kind of fill in the, uh, the listeners as to um, kind of how you knew him and, and um, kind, of, uh, kind of how that all came together. Yeah, well, me having an opportunity to spend, you know, six and a half years over at Merrill Lynch, uh, it was a great place at that point in my career for me to be able to develop when I got into financial planning uh, along with wealth management. I also had the opportunity to meet some great people over there, and and Mitch came on a couple years ago, and I could tell from the first day that I met him that he was going to be, you know, an excellent financial advisor, and I knew what it was like to be starting out in this business and, and be, be getting going. And he was telling me about how he was getting his master's uh, or MBA at the University of uh, Wisconsin-Madison and uh, his background in engineering. And there was there were some things that were really impressive about him. So just through the last couple of years of getting to know him and when I made the transition, it just seemed natural when him and I were talking about what the next step for him in, in his career was, why wouldn't we be talking to you? So and now, Mitch, now here you are, going to be starting starting here at a firm that I'm uh, so excited about the last couple of months and, and the, the future of the people that were out there helping. So how yeah. are you feeling about it? I'm feeling awesome. I, I appreciate those kind words, and I couldn't be more excited to be going into this opportunity right now. And there's a lot of, a lot of different reasons why I'm here and why I'm excited about Walkner Condon, but um, I guess hello to the, all the podcast listeners out there. I'm Mitch, and... And I look forward to, to working with people in the future. So, Mitch, why don't you just start with a little bit of your background? Um, Jonathan covered some of it, but kind of a, back, a little bit of background and family and um, just kind of paint the picture for us. Yeah, background. I was born and raised in Michigan, in the greater Grand Rapids, Michigan area. And I went to school at the University of Michigan 
Originally, I just wanted to get football tickets because I was a big Michigan Wolverine football fan. But then as I'm going through the process and realize that they had a strong engineering school, I, I decided that there's also an academic component to attending the University of Michigan as well. So I studied industrial and operations engineering, graduating in 2012. Pretty shortly after graduation, I came over to Wisconsin. There's a company called Rockwell Automation that, that brought me here, and I've been in Wisconsin ever since. And now, as Jonathan mentioned, I am completing my MBA at UW-Madison here in May 2018. That sounds great. And you're also working on your CFP designation, correct? Correct, yes. And like Jonathan mentioned, I started at Merrill Lynch as well, and, and I started the CFP process when I was at Merrill Lynch. So that's, that's the next step after completing the MBA is to complete the Certified Financial Planner. So is it safe to say that you really enjoy studying? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that would not be me. I, you know, I, any time that I've had to go back and actually have to study for something, it is, it is a true grind right now. You know? It's kind of one of those obvious questions for his background, but at the same time, you have to ask it anyways, and you're still surprised when you get the answer from somebody of, yeah, I love it. Yeah, wow. it's great. Okay, I love teaching myself new things and right. being uncomfortable, which says a lot for your personality. I think that's great. Right, right. It's a similar reaction we get to some when some of our clients say that you love finance and reading about finance. We're like, yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, I, I mean, literally read finance books on vacation. Yeah, you know, and people think that's really stupid. I'm like, well, and, and my wife thinks I'm crazy. She's sitting there reading, you know, whatever, you know, passion novels. It's what I read. Well, she, yeah, she was a Fifty Shades <laughs> of Grey fan at the time, yeah. uh, as so was everybody. I did love that everybody came to the beach and they all had their Fifty Shades of Grey books, but, but then they, they had all another, covered up. Yeah, yeah, they had it all covered up with another magazine. So Cosmo was was around Fifty Shades, but uh, yeah, and then I would read my finance book, and I'm sure that was really hot to all the ladies, but you know. <laughs> So, so one of the things that I, I'm excited for Mitch for, uh, and I want to see how excited, you know, tell us about it. So we have, between us, we have eight kids. Do you have anything going on in the next few months? I sure do. And actually, I realized I didn't really address much of the family question earlier. But yes, my wife and I are expecting our first little daughter, and she is awesome. due on March 6th. So really in the next... It could be month, could be six weeks. We're not really sure when she'll arrive, but we are so yet as ready as you can. Addition to the Walkner Condon team, yeah, so we're a f- family organization here. We so are, yeah. we are. Nope. Yeah, we, uh, we we love it anytime that uh, you know somebody kind of enters that that phase of their life of kids because um, it means that they're gonna. Um, well, frankly, they're gonna feel a little bit of pain, and that's yeah. <laughs> for the people that have kids. You're kind of <laughs> like, yeah, it's time for somebody that doesn't have kids to kind of understand what that feels like. So. <laughs> Um, it, it's, it's fantastic, but at the same time, it's, oof, man, one night of like undisturbed sleep would be pretty great. Clint Walker, would it not? It, it would, it would. I haven't really gotten there in a while. We have a two year old and, uh, yeah, you know, she woke up at four fifteen and five fifteen and five forty five this morning and it just, it just never stops. Um, the, the big benchmark for me is going to be when we get rid of, uh, diapers. That'll be like a oh, huge yeah. moment in my yeah. life where that's, two kids, we're done. That's a good day. No more diapers. Yeah. So she's sitting in the potty. That's great. That's right. taking pictures of her sitting on the right. potty. You like this some, is an awesome. Some benchmark. weirdly encouraging conversations with with the with the little ones. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, Mitch is going to have a wonderful time with that. It's it's great, and I mean, it it truly does change your life. It's it's incredible. So I'm going over under when you buy your kid a cell phone is going to be like what 
three years old. Ooh. No, because I <laughs> yeah, right, self, exactly. for, oh. for for me it was when I was eighteen or nineteen. Now for my kids it was eleven. That's when we started, you know, letting them have it. And now I'm I'm assuming the kids are coming out of the womb and they're just starting to learn how to how to just put their thumbprint in a phone. <laughs> Will cell phones exist by the time she needs one? Oh, that's, that's true. Very true. Well. Yeah. She'll, ne- she'll probably never never drive a car. Yeah, yeah. It'll all be self driving. No such thing as a driver's license. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> talk to us about some of the passions that you have in in the world of financial planning. Uh, are there areas that you like to focus on? Is there um, kind of a, a certain um, kind of discipline that you like when it comes to to uh, working with clients? I mean, what what is it that that really gets you excited? Yeah. So, the passion around financial planning for me is is really creating an environment where my clients can feel like they can ask me just about anything. And I, I realized that when I was at Merrill Lynch working with clients and, and when they would go through the process of maybe it's an annual review, for example, and towards the end of the annual review, they might be mentioned that, wow, I just was so impressed that I felt like I could ask anything without feeling like it was a dumb question. And I just really appreciate the education. So I think part of my job and part of what I'm passionate about in the financial planning piece is that education meaning clients can ask any questions and I can help them with information and help them provide some sort of answer. As far as, oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, as far as specific areas of focus, I would say socially responsible investing is something that I've really put a lot of emphasis into. Some people call it sustainable investing, ESG investing, which stands for environmental, social, and, and governance. So there's a lot of different buzzwords out there now, but it's something that I really care about because I can help clients really align their investments with, with their values. And I think it's really important to note that, uh, you know, the studies have said that you don't give up any performance that way either. And so, you know, we've done social responsible investing too, and we're really happy that Mitch has that experience because, um, you know, we, we try in our four walls here not to judge anyone for any investment strategy that they want to employ. We want to make them as efficient as possible and, you know, I think ESG investing fits a lot of our clients and their values well, and um, you know, I think that sets us up for a future podcast to have a have a more have a more deep uh, deeper dive into that topic. But I think it's it's great that you like to use ESG. And so, what about ESG kind of attracted you to that field? Yeah, there's. I wouldn't say there's one specific moment where I decided, oh, this is this is what I'm gonna gonna focus on. It was more of a a combination of several events, some being part of an organization in Madison here. It's a nonprofit. It's called Sustain Dane, and they're really focused around the idea of sustainability. And they are part of a sustainable business network, which I, which I go to. And different seminars and educational events and talking to some of the pe- people in the sustainability community really started to get me fired up more about sustainability and how can I link that to investing, right? Because that's that's the space I play in. I'm helping clients reach their financial goals. And how can I incorporate this newfound passion around sustainability into my work? And I think it's important to understand, too, just in general, and this is um, not necessarily related to Mitch or anybody in the room here today. It's more related to just the industry itself. Um, it, it goes without saying that if, if, if you are working with an advisor that is pushing or kind of... Um, strongly influencing you into their way of investing, their models, their way of doing it, uh, kind of ask yourself, is that really the, the place I want to be? In other words, 
we always look at it with our clients as a partnership, and that kind of dovetails on what Clint was saying is, you know, if we have clients that come in and say, hey, I'm really fired up about having um, a big position in, in commodities or a big position in alternative energies or a big position in something else, um, if, if you don't feel comfortable having those conversations with your advisor, uh, that, that's not your fault. That's your advisor's fault, and I think that that's something that we try to embrace here. Um, if somebody's going to go into an area that's potentially going to hurt themselves financially, or or if they want to, you know, buzzword of the day, Bitcoin, right? If they want to put eighty percent of their money in Bitcoin, that's where we're going to probably have a longer conversation about. But at the same time, if it's reasonable and and it's not going to hurt them, and it's something that's passionate for them, um, we're going to embrace that. And I think that that's an important thing in the industry that that sometimes gets overlooked is it's not your or it's not the advisor kind of uh, kind of ushering you into a portfolio, it's it's you asking that uh, autonomy of your advisor to be able to build it the way you want it. Mitch, how does that kind of uh, engineering brain that you have, how does that kind of assimilate into financial planning? And, and how did you kind of find your way from engineering into financial planning? Yeah, I, I think technically... My, my brain is, is left-brained, right? I kind of have that technical mindset, the way I approach things. And and I think that in my my past experience in the manufacturing automation industry, it was a, a wonderful experience because I started to get to work with a lot of different businesses that are helping machines become smarter, faster, and that was all, all fine and, and dandy, right? But there came to a point in my life where I realized that I had benefited from financial advice myself, and that was something that I really wanted to deliver to others and help others in their financial journey. And I decided to make the change. And I think that technical-mindedness can really help as I go forward in my career here, just from understanding a little bit about what's under the hood, right? So when it, when it comes to looking at different investments, portfolios, et cetera, I kind of have that technical-minded background, and I think that that helps. But I also really am motivated by the the relationship side of things, too. So that's kind of why I made that change over to where I am now. And, and Jonathan, you know, it made me think about when we all started our, our careers, and I go through a little bit about how that is a huge risk that Mitch is currently taking to step out from kind of a comfortably – a comfortable salary and everything in the engineering side and going into financial advising. I mean, what does it mean for financial advisors when they're in their first few years? Well, the first, the first couple of years of being a financial advisor, unless you walk into a situation where somebody brings you in and says, Hey, I want you to work with clients I've built up over 20 years, which never happens, <clears throat> never <right>? happens. <laughs> but, but the other thing that it brings it back to is, and Mitch, you hit on this is the relationship side. The number one reason that I do this job is because it's an honor to earn somebody's trust. And when you think about it, I was actually, uh, I was texting last night with my doctor and uh, we're, we're going to be going to a, a gala fundraiser here for the children's hospital that John Legend's playing at. I, I know my wife's really excited about going. And so we got a table with him, but I said, you know, in my text, I said, by the way, you are my trusted doctor. So I wanted to let you know that this is the happiest I've ever been these last two months. And, you know, he's been, been treating me, and he knows. And it's not that I wasn't happy, but you, your health, it's all tied sometimes to your emotional, your mental health, everything. But when you can go to a job where you're actually helping people, and during hard times, too. I mean, markets are up, markets are down. People sometimes lose their jobs. Sometimes they lose a family member. And I know for me, being that first phone call, you know, oftentimes maybe second phone call, uh, when something major is going on in their life, shows you that you have their trust. You also can walk out of their house and – 
you know, I'll, I'll tell clients, and I know if my clients were listening right now, they've heard this before. I said, I know I have your trust because I literally know everything about your finances, and probably nobody else in this world has as much information about your financial background that as I do, and I, I will never take that for granted. So I know, I know for you, Mitch, uh, not having kids when you got to do it. For me, I had three kids, you know, and I'm having a, a son born with special needs. I had to find a career that I could help people, but I also needed to find one where I could work my own hours and, and you know, travel where I wanted to travel to and be home if I needed to be home. I think for you, uh, I got real excited when I first met you, and I remember that, that first conversation I told you, I think you're going to do great in this business, and I want you to know that it might not be forever at the same firm. But the trust you build with your clients and the trust you build with uh, with the people out there in the community that are your future clients is something that uh, will last a long time, but you just need to find a way to stay in the business. So and, uh, the t- the times, you know, financially could be up or down. You know, for me, I started out in 2008 when, whew, that was a year. I mean, we all remember that was kind of the beginning of a lot of our careers, but 2008 was a year where you were kind of wondering, is this the best, is this the best career choice I ever made? But uh Markets didn't didn't affect why I'm happy. Relationships and trust did. So. Well, and uh, from that perspective, I, I came in the industry in 2001. So, yeah, I mean, talk about bad timing. I hope you're not yeah. coming in uh, to yeah. our firm at a time where the market's yeah. going to go down. Maybe you should get really conservative with all our clients' money, Nate. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. It's, it's, Mitch is it's coming it's in. Omen, right? This whole thing is going to crash. Now, it's not going to happen, hopefully. Um, but I think that what you're getting at, uh, Jonathan, too, I mean, trust is earned over a period of time. And so it's difficult for somebody to build up that trust over a short period of time. I think uh, when our clients and uh, our prospects meet Mitch and find out what sort of guy he is, that trust will be earned quickly. But it does take a ramp-up period. It is a risk. I mean, to leave a a comfortable atmosphere of a nice salary in engineering, uh, I mean, Mitch, I just give it up to you for for making that leap because it's, it's very difficult uh, to get into this industry and to be successful. And once you are, it's, it's pretty sustained, you know, but, uh, you know, it just takes that, those first few years to ramp up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it definitely is a difficult decision at first, right? When I, a few years back, if you rewind a couple of years ago upon joining Merrill Lynch, it's difficult to make that true career change. But now that I'm in it, I'm, I'm confident that I'm in the right spot and that this is where I'm going to make my career. So mm-hmm. I couldn't be more thrilled. Yeah, we're excited as well as far as what um, you're uh, looking at being able to do for our firm um, by way of, um, you know, more educational seminars, um, you know, more more um, kind of give back, um, you know, to our clients. And, and we're really excited about that. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about kind of why that is a passion of yours as well and um, what uh, the listeners could pot- potentially expect over the next 12 to tw- 24 months by way of offerings that, that we might not have had before? Yeah, kind of from the, the seminar education type piece. Yeah, so that's something that I really enjoy doing, and it's putting putting on some sort of, we'll call it a seminar, but basically the idea is to pick some sort of topic that that we care about, that we can help with, and that is relevant for clients and prospective clients. So if we can hit on those three things and have some sort of client event where maybe it's coming into the office, maybe we run out of room somewhere, and it's just going to be an informative. There's going to be a presentation piece probably, but we try to make it where people can interact, they can ask questions, they can stop us in, in the middle of maybe presenting some sort of information. And the goal is to educate the clients or prospective clients and then hopefully identify some sort of need where we can, we can come in and 
hopefully help their financial situation. And, and to that end, we, we encourage the listeners, if, if you have ideas that you would like to see presented in a, in a uh, seminar form or in, in kind of a uh, um, mass audience form like that, uh, please let us know. Um, you know, some of the topics off the top of the head would be, you know, either socially responsible investing or maybe, um, you know, kind of estate planning and, and some of the, the other um, more less thought of. Um, I, I think I said more or less thought of. That's very interesting. It's good. Turn yeah, it's of good. phrase there. Um, but if it's something that's a little outside the box, let us know. I mean, if it's a passion and somebody wants to learn more about it, let us know because we, we would like to be able to tackle topics that people want to hear about. Yeah. You know, Mitch, one thing I'll say too to, is just, as we kind of wrap this up and get to know you, and the guys asked me because of my relationship and I kind of introduced you to them, but they asked me, you know, is this a guy we need to be talking to? And, and my, my initial, you know, gut reaction was, He's somebody that if he were a part of our team and a part of our firm, I would be extremely proud to know that he was out there representing us. And whether it's in the community, whether it's with the charitable stuff that you've done with coaching special needs baseball teams or working with the first tee, uh, you know, and then raising money for, for, you know, junior golfers around here um, that don't have an opportunity to maybe get introduced to a sport or just being just involved with your family. You know, I, that to me was the number one thing. I never really thought about it from the terms of, you know, are you going to be the smartest uh, ESG advisor or socially responsible investing? That stuff comes. And I, and I know, you know, with all those credentials you have, um, and, and Clint has said it a number of times, he's going to soon become the most credentialed guy in our office. So uh, we're proud of that. But it, I'm extremely proud that you that you are here to just have you a part of this team. So and I'm excited for your future. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. So we look forward to talking to you at a future podcast. Um, it, it, more Mitch. More, yeah. more Mitch. More Mitch. We're gonna, it's going to be Mitch in the morning someday. <laughs> it's not, we're not turning this into a radio show. No, 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 no. I'm tempted. No, I'm tempted. None of us man. are under any uh, uninformed notion that we're qualified to be able to do a morning radio show, or do we want to? So we will not be turning it into that. But we will be back uh, shortly with uh, some topics that hopefully – uh, touch on the uh, the areas that people want to learn more about. Uh, might not involve all four of us in every podcast, but we're going to mix it up and, and try to uh, give the content that, uh, that that you're looking for. So, future guests, future guests, thank We've you. We've got future some lined guests. up coming yeah. up here soon. We've yep. got uh, I know in future podcasts we'll have Charlie Wills, we'll have Ryan Smith, um, and uh, Jason Gutenberg. We have uh, lined up so talking about property casualty insurance, uh, independent insurance agents. Uh, talking about real estate, uh, both on the lending side and from a realtor. So if you have any questions uh, that you want us to pose, those gentlemen, please let us know. Yeah, we're definitely going to touch on the, uh, the the recent tax legislation and how it affects each of these uh, guests in, in their world. And, and, and then um, as it cascades down to the, to the end user of these products, whether it be mortgages or ca- property casualty insurance. So we're going to definitely... Uh, tackle the change that we've seen in the recent legislation as well. So, um, and then Clint Clint's actually going to just read one podcast. He's going to read a financial book. Just like a filibuster. He's just going to he's going to sit there and read from a random walk. <laughs> you have a very so, soothing voice. Right. Thank you. Thank we, you. we understand if you don't tune in for that one. Um, <laughs> So we, uh, we look forward to talking to you soon. And um, as always, if you uh, have uh, uh, insight or uh, feedback for us, please let us know.
Advisory services are offered through Wachner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the states of Wisconsin and Texas. Clint Wachner and Nate Condon are investment advisor representatives of Wachner Condon. Kevin Castro is an office manager and marketing communications specialist for Wachner Condon Financial Advisors. He is not registered, and his participation in this podcast is limited to unregistered activities and will not be providing any advice that is investment-related, nor should any comments he makes be construed as giving investment advice. Insurance products and services are offered through WC Insurance Services, LLC, Wachner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, and WC Insurance Services, LLC, are affiliated companies. Content should not be viewed as an offer to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned or as legal or tax advice. You should always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Wachner Condon Financial Advisors LLC is not engaged in the practice of law. Whenever you invest, you are at risk of loss of principal as the market does fluctuate. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires a review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizons. Investing always involves risk and possible loss of capital. Long-term care, estate planning, insurance products, and tax advice are not offered through Wachner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC. Wachner Condon works on a best efforts basis and does not promise or guarantee any results. Past performance does not represent future results. Please see wachnercondon.com for additional disclosures.